You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming in now are uh, our Green and Gold analyst. Uh, when you talk about breaking down film from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, it's Eric Baranchek uh, is here with us. So, Eric... Uh, my question, battle cry today, has been why not the Green Bay Packers, you know? Uh, totally, I know. I, I don't understand. I mean, they're the number one in the NFC. Um, they got, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the game. Um, they're running, their offense is looking pretty good. Yeah, the defense has got some, got a couple uh, warts out there. And um, recently their special teams have uh, not looked so hot. But, um are so special, I guess, uh, play on words. But uh, otherwise, you know, I mean, looking at this thing, I think they do just enough to win. I mean, what's uh, does it matter if you win by 20 points or if you win by one? In my book, no. You get a W. That's what matters. Um, I look at yesterday's game. First of all, let's talk about Marquez Valdez scaling. A couple of weeks in which he wasn't being heavily targeted yesterday, he's six for six, gets uh, uh, close to 100 yards, gets a touchdown, by far his best game. If he emerges, and I'm not saying he's going to be anywhere near Devontae Adams, but if he emerges and really begins to play some solid football and the concentration level is there, he's not dropping passes and such, how big of a weapon does he become? Well, he definitely is a uh, someone who is going to be a, uh, like a supporting actor. That's for sure. I think um, I think the the guy that's in the offense that's uh, well, emerging as a bigger weapon is is Robert Tanyan, uh, or Tanyan, excuse me, Robert. Um, but but going back to the MVS, he certainly got some speed, and I think they figured out how to get him moving, uh, get him going, and throw something. Uh, you know, he got to cut that first pass, kind of, kind of set the story for him for the game. You know, threw it out there in the flat and let him run with it. Uh, that was that was, you know, that might be what they have to do to get him uh, going here until he he matures a little bit more. The uh, the run game has been good. Um, I obviously it ha- it's not what you rely upon continuously, but it's just so dynamic when it comes to just watching the difference between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Now we hear that Aaron Jones has fired his agent. I was saying a little bit earlier that usually when guys fire their agents, it's either they don't one they feel underappreciated, like they are not getting enough attention paid to them. Or two, it's because they want something and the agent is advising them against it so they find somebody who's going to agree with them and do what it is. Because ultimately, and I've said this time and again, the agent works for you, You're not vice versa. And the agents usually want to go where the money is because they get a big piece of the pie as well. Maybe that's an indicator that Aaron Jones wants to remain in Green Bay. Uh, how do you see the firing of Aaron Jones' agent and him trying to find a new agent now? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know anything about the story or what's going on in there, and it's hard for me to speculate. I just don't have an idea what uh, what's going on there with that situation. 
Then the uh, the defense is the defense coming on now that they're getting to the uh, quarterback more and more. They had seven sacks against Carson Wentz and company. They had four sacks again yesterday. Uh, while they did give up some bigger drives, they were able to get off the field on third down more than a few times. They ended a quarter or uh, ended a half in the first half, uh, defensively speaking. Uh, do you see the defense getting better, or do you see the defense just kind of just hanging on by a thread? Well, it's kind of funny. So I was thinking about that this morning. Um, it seems like the Packers' defense just needs to make them, the opposing team, punch one more time more than the Packers. Um, I, the good thing is, is they were see, starting to see some more pressure from the middle part of the defense. What I really like is that the fact that they're sending more D-backs and they're, and they're shooting backers uh, and they're trying to get the quarterback off the spot. Um, understanding that they're struggling this year with just four. So that, to me, is uh, is what I really like about it. And let's face it, not every team that they play against is going to have Matthew Stafford back there. And with a lesser quarterback, you look at Carson Wentz with seven sacks, right? Um, and, and, and you know, and listen, poor, poor guy plays for the Lions, but, man, that Matthew Stafford is a tough competitor and a good quarterback, uh, a great quarterback. And the – um, the Packers were able to get him off the field. So that bodes well for them going forward. Now the, the, the big hurdle for me to say, yeah, the defense is improving is they got to shut down Tennessee. They can do that. They'll get my nod right now. It's, you know, they're doing what they need to do to get by and they're moving forward uh, with some things. And maybe they're trying to hold some stuff back a little bit, but really the reality is, is they're getting off the field and that's the most important thing. The, when you talk about Tennessee being the proving ground, and, and I agree with you, if they can, you know, let's say, uh, I, you know, Derrick Henry gets 120 yards, dents the end zone only one time, and the Packers win the game by 10 or more, okay? I think we all would agree that that would be uh, a hell of a performance. But does the combination with Ryan Tannehill mean as much if all you got to do is focus on stopping the run and make Tannehill beat you? If you can just keep Derrick Henry, like I said, 125 yards, a touchdown, you're going to win that game, most likely, right? Oh, I would agree. Uh, you know, the, the with Patton and his philosophy is, uh, is stopping the pass over and above anything else. You know, his, you know you've heard the, the comments and you heard the philosophy is that you can fly faster than you can run, right? So um, you've really got to make sure that they are have to. But on this particular team, when they play the Titans, they're going to have to button it up. They're going to have to, you know, button up. And I thought they did well. Um, against the against the Lions running the ball. I mean, they only gave up 45 yards to running backs on the ground. That's not bad. Um, mm-hmm. That's not a bad day performance whatsoever. So, you know, they can, like you said, 125 yards and a touchdown, they probably are going to win that ball game. Um, I don't care if they win by 10 or by 2. It doesn't make a difference. The difference is they're going to have to be able to prove to, to not only um, other teams that they face, but themselves that they can, they can button it up. And, and, and make them throw the ball. That's going to be really important because, you know, first and second down on the ground has kind of been the bugaboo for that defense, and they're going to have to they're going to have to put their make sure they all wear uh, mouth guards and button up to get that one done. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, a guy that's hurt them in the past, four carries, seven yards yesterday. Didn't really do much of anything against them. DeAndre Swift only averaged three point four yards per carry. So yeah, it was a solid day for the run defense of the Green Bay Packers. Talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Now, uh, I guess the X factor could also be whether or not special teams is actually special. You had mentioned this a little earlier. 
again, another gaffe in which they give up a big return. Um, That is just merely gap assignment, nine times out of ten more than anything, unless you just flat out get blown up. Usually it's just stay in your lane, don't get outside, don't create a, a gap or allow them to get you a wedge and all of a sudden have a big one broken off. But special teams, to me, uh, is about flipping the field and, and putting points on the board. That's it. And if you can't do that consistently, then that's going to be probably what costs you a ball game before it's all said and done. So I look at it this way, that if they can just – I'm not saying even be special. Just don't allow things to get away from you. Then this team should be able to not have to worry about special teams in any sense. And, uh, you know, Tavon Austin, whether or not he's the real deal, eh, we'll wait and see. But to me, it's about just don't give up the big returns. And also in, in that state, don't uh, – don't you'd be able to flip the field. That's it. Because I thought that big punt yesterday came from uh, J.K. Scott and landed three yards just outside of the end zone and then some bouncing in. Had it been five yards shorter, chances are they down it inside the five. But that's neither here nor there. It's just don't allow those big returns. Well, correct. And, you know, late in the ballgame, nine chances out of ten, that ball, that, that kickoff that got returned, that ball is six yards deep in the end zone. No one's taking that out. It's just they're just not going to take it out. However, the Packers have proven now that maybe teams are going to. And it's late in the game. They're down by 10. You know, they are 7, whatever it was. They needed to, that play. They needed to get that ball out of there. <clears throat> and um, so that was going to happen no matter what. Wherever they could have kicked it at the, you know, nine yards deep and they were going to take that ball out. They needed to, to, to put them, give themselves a chance. Um, and, and I thought earlier in the ball game, you know, Patrick, or what it, I always forget his first name, but uh, Ramsey just blasted uh, that kick returner, and I thought that was pretty solid. And it, it looked like, all right, they turned it around. They just kicked a 58-yard field goal. Um, usually that's enough, but for some reason, they just can't get it together on their return or their, their cover teams. Um, and if you look at this game, it was, you know, at that kickoff, it just looked like they just didn't converge, you know, like the way they should. You know, the, the ball's in the corner of the end zone. It, that, that cover team should have, in my opinion, should have converged a little bit more um, around the twenty-yard line. It just, you know, didn't happen. And, and kudos to the Lions because they were, they were double teaming guys. They had a, you know, wall left set up, and they double teamed a couple of guys that were coming through there. And then there was one guy that took out two Packers, and it was kind of a, kind of a lucky draw. But I, <clears throat> I'm on your side too. I, I think the special teams, the punters, got a. He's got a, a tremendous leg. He really can't kick the ball out of the stadium. But, uh, you know, last week we saw him not being able to pinpoint it. Uh, and that one that, you know, bounced into the end zone sure would have been nice if that one would have got down inside the five. But, you know, they, they need to shore it up. And they either got to kick it out of the end zone on kickoffs or they got to um, they just got to make sure that they figure out a way to cover that up. Eric, good stuff. As always, appreciate it. We'll talk again later this week as we get ready for the Saturday night contest, okay? Hey, thanks a lot. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I look forward to talking to you on Friday. Thank you. Absolutely, pal. Talk to you soon. Eric Baranchek at the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com. You can find him on Twitter at EricBaranchek1, at EricBaranchek1, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.